facing the silence Walking away from all the voices That are screaming in my ear I've been too caught up I've been so stressed out And all of the noise replaced the whisper That used to be so clear So I close every door Put my face back on the floor And I'm in your arms where I belong There's no other place for me than right where you are Some things just don't change when I call your name You never hesitate to wrap
Isn't that a beautiful song? Amen. Nothing should touch us when we are secured in his arms. Oh, yes. Praise God for that. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? Amen. Well, you know, um, the last three weeks, this is the third Sunday of the new year. And we've been hearing during the men's devotions on Mondays and uh, during um, the preaching hour, like today, we've been hearing that it's a new year and we should go ahead and send a great revival in our souls. Lord, help us. We've heard about being focused last week. We've heard also about men should be of steel. Men should take the, up their responsibilities. We've heard also about Dean from Dean. Who remembers Dean? Dean is very well known with little nice words. Attain. We should attain our goals. Maintain and regain. Oh, man. I, and I hope this message that I want to share with you will also revive our hearts and continue this year, this new year, continue with a different zeal and strength for the Lord. I want to read a few verses this uh, morning from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Renewals. If I want to give a title to this message today, I would say this is a call for renewal. For us all to be renewed. And as you know and we know, the church is struggling for renewal today. Romans 12 spells it and tells us the nature of that struggle. Conformity to the world, conformity to the world, or transformation according to God's will. Did you get that? It is the struggle of the Corinthians church between the carnal and the spiritual. It is still the struggle it was of the Laodicean church between the called, 
the lukewarm, and the hot. It is the struggle of the 21st century today. Church between pleasing the crowds and build up membership or pleasing God and suffer reproach. Think of that. And the burning question today is, what will we do with the church situation today? Will we attack it? Will we criticize it? People do that. Will we neglect it? It's being done. Or quit it. What should our response be as Christians? And our response be in prayers. Our prayer should be the prayer of Francis of Assisi of old. When he knelt in the empty and forsaken church in San Damiano, he cried, and listen to this, renew my church. If that prayer is to be answered today, every member should say, Lord, start with me now. Do you want God to renew your life? Renew your focus do ask for renewal and hear what we are going to look at this morning. First one we should be looking at is, Lord, renew my ministry. Renew my ministry. In other words, renew my responsibility. God's plan for the church is for each person to present him or herself as a living sacrifice, not conformed to this world, but transformed with a renewed, renewed mind. We should be fully demonstrating the will of God in our lives. And each member should be praying and asking God, Lord, renew my church. You're part of the church. This is the church. Renew my church. Renew me so I can be effective in the church today. And renew my ministry, whatever it is. Lord, make, make, it, make it a church where every member of the body answers the call of the ministry of believers. Since we are members of the body of Christ, we are the church. We have many functions. We have many gifts. We have different roles to fulfill. Ephesians 4.12 says, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. God gives gifts in the church, not to be hidden, not to be neglected, but to be fulfilled and fulfill his person, purpose. And let me ask you a question. Are we 
as a church, building the body or hindering it. Oh, Lord, renew my ministry. Can you pray this prayer in your heart? You may be thinking, well, this ministry is not for me. It's for others. Don't let Satan whisper in your ear. Oh, you have other things outside. You have more responsibilities. You can do such and such thing. Do not listen to the devil. Serve God with what you have. Is it you stand at the door and you welcome people? Serve God with all your heart. Is it security duty? You have, we have two people on security outside today. They are serving God in the church. Is it ushering? Is it teaching Sunday school? Is it being a member of the choir? A worship team player? Babysitting? Cleaning? and all the other duties that we do here in the church. It's time, Lord, renew my ministry. Renew me from within. So whatever responsibility I have in your church, though I can do, I'll have to do it from the bottom of my heart. We cannot do anything because they want me to do. Or, well, it's my duty. No, it is a ministry from God, and I will honor him with whatever he assigns me to do. Lord, renew our ministries. Do it all from your heart, and blessings come your way. You say, I have uh, a little, little to offer, but that little coupled with perseverance, makes all things attainable. So, I would like to say this still morning, Lord, use me for your own glory. Renew my ministry. The Bible is very clear in that. All believers have been created in Christ Jesus for good works, Ephesians 2, 10. Although our gifts and ministries may differ, no believer is exempt from serving the Lord to build up the body of Christ. So are you, are you willing, those who have responsibility, are we willing to say, Lord, this is a new year, only the third Sunday. Please help me. Renew my ministry. Renew my zeal. Renew my heart. Renew my mind. And help me not to be conformed to this world, but to focus on serving you until you come. Let's use our gifts. Let's use our ministries. Let's value those gifts that were given to us from the Lord.
Let's accept them with spiritual satisfaction and let us use them to fulfill Christ's gracious calling. He said, go. You know what? And forward we go. Amen? A call for renewal of our ministry. Another point I was thinking of at this start of the new year, renew my walk. Renew my walk. The key to a renewed walk is a, number one, disciplined life. A disciplined life. Because my walk has a direct impact on the rest of the members of the church. You might not know. People are looking at you. People observe. And they know. And you know one thing. Second Timothy. Paul writes to his spiritual son. He says. God has not given us. The spirit of timidity. But of power and love. And discipline. It's a disciplined life. That God is looking. On us. And you know, let me offer some questions. How disciplined, how disciplined is our attitude to God and others? People are looking, looking at me. How disciplined are our words? How disciplined are our morals? How disciplined is our worship? How disciplined is our devotional life? And how disciplined is our ministry? You might not notice, but if you are a disciplined Christian, walking close to God, at work, they're observing you. At school, they're observing you. At home, if you're married and have children, your wife and children are observing you. Wherever you go, people look at you. And you know what? And they make comments. And if you are a godly person, and if you are walking close to God, if you have this renewed walk, you know what people say? He's a friend of God. He is really a true Christian. Are we? The second thing about renewing our walk is a sacrificial life. You cannot be a Christian and walking with Christ and not denying yourself. You have to give some sacrifices on your daily, in your daily walk. It is a yoked life, if you will, please. Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 says, Take my yoke, yoke upon you and learn of me. A yoke, a yoke 
is a symbol of submission. Are we submissive to God? That's when you walk, when you walk with the Lord, when you have this walk, you have to walk submissively and obediently to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So a disciplined life is a life of submission. I hope you agree with me. And that submission should be to the authority of Jesus Christ. Lord, renew my walk. There's a price to be paid. There is. And, but the price is not that, that expensive because when we walk closely with God, the blessings the blessings that come, come upon you and your family and your children is you cannot even put a price on it. Let's present ourselves as a sacrifice to the Lord Jesus Christ and be not conformed to this world. Lord, renew my walk. Someone wrote, uh, this. A pilot was having trouble bringing his plane down to land. From the control tower, he was giving instructions. Are we good with instructions? Let's hope so. But the pilot objected. He said, there is a pole there. The answer came back from the control tower. You take care of the instructions, and we will take care of the obstructions. Be ye not conformed. But there is no but. There is total submission and total obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a life of walking closely with him. I've been meditating on that. If there is no surrender, if there is no submission, if there is no sacrificing of our own, you will not be effective in the body of Christ. On the other hand, if we abide by the book, by the word of God, guess what? We will be a blessing during this coming year. When even you say hello to people, you'll be a blessing. A young man who joined a church and enjoyed, enjoyed his church wrote these things, and I want to share them with you. He says, this is my church. It is composed of people just like me. It will be friendly if I am. Do you hear me? It will do a great work if I work. It will make gorgeous gifts if I'm generous. It will bring others into its fellowship if I bring them. Its seats will be filled if I fill them. 
It will be a church of loyalty and love, of faith and service if I show discipline in my walk and support God's work. Therefore, with God's help, he says, I dedicate myself to the task of being all these things I want my church to be. And Lord, help me with this walk. What do you think? Lord, renew my ministry. May the Lord renew our ministries at this stage in our life. May the Lord renew our walk with him. Let's walk closely with him and be not conformed to this world, but transformed into different Christians. The church is at the crossroad today. And let us take charge and honor God with our lives. My third and last point, renew my love. Ah, ah, renew my love. This is the church's most important quality. Renewal in the Christian life must not overlook the, the renewal of the most important quality. What is it? Love. Love. Love is essential in the life of every Christian. And, and it is one that people notice whenever they see us. The first thing I have heard, and I thank God, I commend you for this. People, when they come to church, they say, wow, there's so much love in this church. Did you hear it? I heard it many times. There's so much love in this church. And let me say this. I know it, and I feel it, because this church was built on love, and it will continue. Paul, in writing to the Ephesians, in chapter 4, 15 and 16, he says, speaking the truth in love and edifying of the church in love. In love. The apostle then writes later on, in the same epistle, he says, walk in love. Lord, renew our love. Love should be nurtured. And the best food is the word of God. It's the word of God. But you know, later on, about 30 years later, later on, we see the Holy Spirit, the Lord, writing to the church in Ephesians, to Ephesians, in Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. You know what he writes them? I have this thing against you, that you keep it on. You left your first love. You, you just left your first love. And that love, the root of that love, is the heart of God himself. Because he said, 
For God so loved that he gave his only begotten son. God loved what? The world. God loved us. If we bask in the love of God, we will never be in need to say, I, I need to love. Love comes automatically. And the church of Ephesus that was full of love in its heydays, later on, God was questioning this. You left your first love. Let's be aware of that. Let's be aware of that. That our first love to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will continue to be on fire and to show it to the whole world. And so many times we say, Lord, I love you. But you, did you stop for a second to say, how much God loves you. That's the first, that's what it started. He started this. He loved us first. Did he, ha did he have any, any qualifications to, to love us? Oh, I will love you if you do this and that. Tell me, help me out on this. No. He loved us in our condition. He loved us in our sins. He loved us in our rags. He loved us when we were enemies. And he came and he said, never mind. If you believe in me, I will love you. And he will continue to love you, believer, regardless of your condition. I have news for you. Regardless of your dragging, regardless of you are revived, Regardless if you're working and regardless whatever you're doing, the love of God does not change. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, did you, did, did we, did we have, did we move our eyes from the love of God? He loves you regardless. And if you're sitting in, the, on, in this chair this afternoon now, if you're sitting there and think, how can he love me? I'm a sinner. Well, he came for the sinners. And he loved the sinners. And he died on the cross for the sinners. You, for you and me. If you believe in him, if you believe in his love and he came to save you, take him as your savior while sitting in your chair and say, thank you for loving me in this condition. Take my life, take my heart. Change me and make me a new man. Renew our love, Lord, toward you. And most importantly, let us not forget his love toward us. Let's not forget in what condition he found us. And he changed us. That's love. That is love. God's love in our hearts is eternal and Christian because he loves you. I have something to tell you to rest. You're eternally secured. That does not mean 
we have a passport to sin. That should get us closer to him and should dedicate ourselves closer to him and be transformed from what we are into a better Christians on a daily basis. You know, Paul appreciated God's love so much. And I mentioned it, I think, two weeks ago. Paul appreciated And he, he quotes Romans 8.35. 8.35. And listen what he says. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Are you sitting well in your chair? Who shall separate you from the love of Christ? I want you to go up from here happy, but dedicated. Dedicated. Now, shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Renew our love. May the Lord renew our hearts so we can appreciate his love and love him with zeal. Lukewarmness? No. Coldness? No. We want to be hot for Christ. We want to be hot for him. We are his church. And the day of the church is not over yet. It's not over. The church belongs to Christ. He is the head. We are his body. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Period. The life of Christ is the life of this church. And every church that believes in him. And that, that life can be renewed by him who is our life. Is he able to renew us? Amen. Are we willing to be renewed? Are we willing to sacrifice? Are we willing to give him all and follow him? Are we willing to be yoked with him? If we are willing, it's great. As I said before, the church, remember folks, is at a crossroad. The church must choose its direction. Listen, the world's plan or God's plan. We are challenged. The world's plan or God's plan. The mold of the world or the mind of God. This congregation, I can say, by the will of God, has made its choice. Allow me to say that. We chose the narrow way. Didn't we? We chose the narrow way. And we chose to follow Jesus. And this is, should be our prayer. Lord, renew my ministry. Renew my walk. Renew our love, my love. To serve you as long as I live. That's my message. I hope it's God's message to your heart. And may God bless it so it can bring fruits in the congregation that I love very much. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Father, we are thankful to be 
serving you. We're thankful to be in your house. This is your church. Though some are not here, but we pray for them. So you bring them back so we can see them soon amongst us. We pray, Lord, that renew our zeal, renew our love, renew our ministries. Renew us, Lord, and help us to follow you, not only this year, for the rest of our lives. Work in our hearts, Lord. Change our lives and help us in whatever we do, in this church or outside, we do it for your own glory and to bring to your name all the praise and glory forever and ever. Bless this family of God. Be with each and every one and help us, Lord, to represent you the way you want us to be. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Thank you. The meeting is over. May God bless you. And let's not forget to live for him. Amen.